pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> pounded in the butt by my own butt? How did you find these in the first place? I don't know. Was one of them suggested to you? I guess. All I want for Christmas is to eat out my Christmas tree. <laughs> That's a lesbian one. What's his name? John Tingle? Chuck Tingle. Chuck. I have the worst memory. Oh, he has a complete guide to romance. That's good. He also has a complete guide to the void. Yes. <laughs> Breaking the fourth butt. <laughs> what is this one? Meta pounds my butt well in an attempt to make everyone forget their unethical business practices after a rebrand. But folks remember anyway because altering your name isn't a substitute for real work. And the, that's the, the meta. <laughs> oh, that's the whole name of the book. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Gay T-Rex Law Firm, Executive Boner. Lesbian food gets me off. It's not just the name. Buttageggin. <laughs> Butt invasion. But a, oh, sorry. Buttageggin. The final days of pounding ass. <laughs> nice guy dinosaur doesn't pound me in the butt because I'm not interested. And he's not actually nice. He's just annoying and creepy and doesn't respect my boundaries when I tell him we're not on a date. The cops at this dinosaur look. He's like, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> My macaroni and cheese is a lesbian. Also, she is my lawyer. Also, she is my lawyer. The sentient bread I just baked is a lesbian, and she eats my ass. <laughs> it's a bird. It's a plane. It's the physical manifestation of my ridiculous reaction to canonically bisexual superheroes who freak me out because I'm an ignorant, emotionally stunted bigot. Wow. These titles are a little wordy. Open wide for the handsome saber-toothed dentist, who is also a ghost. <laughs> I want to read these. This is just the podcast today. We just read titles for these books. Oh, he made a book called Fahrenheit 69. <laughs> of course he did. Are any of these really, like, actual books? You can buy them. Today keeps the butt okay. <laughs> you know all about that. <clears throat> <clears throat> My billionaire triceratops uh, craves, craves gay, gay ass. ass. <laughs> Tingle began self-publishing erotic fiction through Amazon's ebook service in 2014 with the titles "My Billionaire Triceratops Craves Gay Ass," pounded by President Bigfoot and taken by the gay unicorn biker. Hugo Award nominee Dr. Chuck Tingle is an erotic author and Taekwondo grandmaster, almost black belt, from Billings, Montana. After receiving his PhD at DeVry University in holistic massage, Chuck found himself fascinated by all things sensual leading to his creation of The Tingler, a story so blissfully erotic that it cannot be experienced without eliciting a sharp tingle down the spine. I'm uncomfortable. Other titles feature abstract concepts as sexual partners or involve meta-textual references, such as Angry Man Pounded by the Fear of His Latent Gayness Over a Dinosaur Transitioning into a Unicorn, <laughs> Slammed in the Butt by My Hugo Award nomination, and the classic... Pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my book, pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> journey, journey to the center of my butt. 
20,000 pounds into my butt. <laughs> Donald Trump's ass <laughs> is haunted by the handsome ghost of his incriminating tax returns, and billionaire Elon's mug takes the handsome planet Mars in his butt. Not pounded by my soul-crushing job because I quit. <laughs> <laughs> what a great discovery this is. It is. Pounded in the butt by my Q-tip after realizing his instructions surprisingly forbid him from entering my ear. Absolutely no thoughts of pounding during my fun day with this kind T-Rex because I'm aromantic and asexual and that's a wonderfully valid way to prove love is real. <laughs> What's this one? This is the last one. There's just too many. My handsome sentient face mask protects me, despite the ridiculous conspiracy theories that he won't. Also, he pounds my butt. <laughs> I get my face mask. Welcome no. to the 69th episode no. nice, of Beer and Fear. My name is Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode, special episode, 69th episode is on kinky deaths or deaths during sex. You say kinky? Kinky. Oh. Kinky. Well, I did my research on the wrong thing. Kinky deaths? Yeah. What did you do? No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> kinky deaths or deaths during sex. How's your week? It's been fine. Cool. It's actually on Thursday or Friday, whenever that was. Oh, yeah. It's only been a few days. Yeah. I saw my parents on Sunday. That was nice. Talked to my mom on the phone yesterday. That was nice. Oh, how was that? She's good. How's she doing? She got her weed yet? She's uh, she's doing great. I'm pretty sure she still has weed. Yep. Good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yep. She's doing okay. I want to bake her some edibles. Oh, I'm sure she'd love that. Oh. Yeah, you and I could do that for uh, uh something. <laughs> something. <laughs> Just like a nice gift. Doesn't need to be a, an occasion. Episode 69. <laughs> uh, on Kinky Deaths, the brewery this week is 18th Street. Oh, hey. 18th Street Brewery. Been a little bit. Yep. Uh, done them before. We uh, They're at 5417 Oakley Avenue in Hammond, Indiana. What was the beer we did for them? We need to get... Um, we've uh, done episode 5, Candy Crushable, mm. and episode 17, Temporal Purgatory. We need to try... Sitting around? Yes. We need to get another one of their beers. We do. You know, I didn't see them at Benny's at all. Hmm. I did not see them. I thought that was very weird. That is very weird. So 5417 Oakley Avenue in Hammond, Indiana, 46320 is 18th Street Brewery. They got a new beer. Uh, like I mentioned, we've done we've done them two times, episode 5 and 17. I think both those, Candy Crushable was great. Temporal Purgatory wasn't as good, but um, from what I recall, it was still good beer. Oh, that was cool. <clears throat> All right, we're talking about 18th Street Brewery right now. Sorry. So the- <laughs> that is my bad. <laughs> Just the whole time. <laughs> Just talk about another brewery and how amazing they are. 18th Street Brewery is founded as a home brewery by Drew Fox in 2010. After years of hands-on learning and exploration, 18th Street Brewery became official with the release of Sinister Double IPA in 2013. Shortly after the Sinister release, we opened a 3,200-square-foot brew pub in an old dry cleaners building in Gary, Indiana. Quickly outgrowing that space, we purchased a 32,000-square-foot warehouse in Hammond, Indiana. Our Hammond location now houses our production, packaging, barrel program, a tap room, and a full-service kitchen. 
Our original Gary, Indiana location now houses a small 10-barrel open fermentation system, as well as a taproom, craft cocktail bar, and kitchen. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> we are currently the second largest brewery in the Northwest Indiana. In... In the Northwest in the, Indiana. The one and only Northwest <clears throat> There's Indiana. There's only the one. Our beers range from Saisons to Double India Pale Ales to Double Milk Stouts to Pilsners and Lagers. 18th Street is comprised of hardworking, motivated individuals who strive to be the best. We love our jobs. We love our beer. We live and love what we do. I love you. I love you. I love everyone in this room. The beer for episode 69 is called Sex and Candy. I've seen that so many times. Have you? I just feel like I've tried it. You know, maybe I was going to pick it for an episode. I honestly don't remember. I think you were. Fruity and faintly sweet, Sex and Candy is simply a dream. The enticing smell of Chinook and Cascade hops waft forth from this IPA. What is Chinook? Chinook? We've had Chinook hops. Chinook. It looks like chin and then okay with another O. Oh. Hmm. This beer's been around since at least 2015. Uh, we're unsure of the exact release date. It used to have a different label on the beer, which actually ended up sparking some controversy on Twitter. Uh, this is the old label. There's beer controversy? Ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. For a second I thought it was boobies, and then I was like, oh, that's a crotch. Yeah, it looked weird for a second, but yeah, you see? That's the old label. Dirty. And uh, some people on Twitter weren't very happy of the label. Who cares what Twitter thinks? Yeah. Someone asked them to change the uh, artwork, and then they, like, pushed back and made, like, another sassy, sarcastic joke. Good. It's their fucking beer. Exactly. But they they got a lot of bad PR um, from that. And then they did eventually end up changing the design. Why does it matter? It's a beer. Right. Adults will see it. You're drinking an adult there, beverage. There is, however, a history of um, misogyny when it comes to breweries and beer and beer labels. There is a history there. Mm-hmm. Albeit a, a, maybe a small one, but um, there is a history with that. But they did end up, end up changing the label, not because they had to, they said, but um, just because they felt like they it was the right thing to do. <laughs> But you fought back so yeah. hard, and all of a sudden, it's the right thing to do now. Sex and candy. You got a new label. No one will win with me. No. This is an American IPA. It's an all-too-familiar style, characterized by a gold-to-copper color, slight haze, medium bubbly, high hop aroma and flavor, bready malt and citrus, tropical fruit, and pine esters. I don't like esters. Why? They're just organic compounds in which the hydrogen in one of the compound's carboxyl groups is replaced by another hydrocarbon. Don't like that. We've had American IPAs before. What? I know. No, we haven't. Yeah, we have. You're wrong. Episode 8, The Man. Episode 20, Junior Astronaut Juice. Those didn't happen. Episode 32, West Coast Wizard. No idea what you're talking about. Episode 42, Bloodline. You're wrong. And 63, Forced Fauna. No. Those were all great beers. Eh. Maybe not Bloodline and Forced Fauna, but the other ones were pretty damn good. I miss The Man. I want to have The Man again. I keep seeing it. Keep seeing it at Benny's. Um, Like you need more beer. Or any liquor in your house. You know what? You're right. They pair well with... Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I was supposed to get spicy tuna rolls. Why? Uh, because they pair well with spicy tuna rolls, blue cheese, and per, uh, persimmon rice pudding. And <laughs> I remember I've said this before. I've said American IPAs pair with pair with uh, spicy tuna rolls. Uh-huh. And I've never had spicy tuna rolls. Uh-huh. I was supposed to have spicy tuna rolls this time. You never had a spicy tuna roll? Dang it. You're bad at this. I didn't come prepared. You it's, didn't. Uh, this beer, Sex and Candy, is 7.5% ABV, unknown IBU or SRM, but it should be high 
in bitterness and low in SRM. It's got a beer advocate score of 89. Very Ooh. good. It's ranked 1,640 in American IPAs, 13,365 overall, and an average rating of 3.96 out of 214 ratings. I'll go get it. Oh, that label looks so boring. It's cute, though. I like the color. It's got uh, fussy handcuffs, peppermints, uh, roses, and uh, rope. And then <laughs> every time I have sex with someone, I ask them to put the mint chocolate on my pillow. What? Just, um, oh, mint chocolate? Why a mint? Oh, yeah, that's peppermint. <laughs> peppermint, rose. I need turn down service. It looks like rope. What is this thing? Is that a bud? What's what? I can't really this. see. It's very dark. Underneath the ropes. Oh. You saying like a bud? Like a like a rosebud? Yeah, like a flower bud. So it kind of what it looks like. I don't like. know why I thought you meant a nug. It could be. Looks like an acorn. Um. Oh, yeah. It does kind of look like an acorn. Oh, it's a chocolate-covered strawberry. Oh, it is. Look at oh, you. Oh, wow. That was hard. It was hard. All right. <laughs> Episode 69. Six. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> they got a cat of nine tails on there. Uh-huh. Yeah, that ain't rope. It looks like rope. That was definitely a... Mm-hmm. Cat of nine tails. I can smell this already. It's, uh, bitter? Hmm. It's, um, uh, I mean... Nothing too special about it. They oh, I kind of smell a little bit of fruit. They didn't really talk it up. They just said Cascade and Chinook hops. Hmm. It's kind of a little fruity taste behind it. A little, a little sensual. A little hint. Oh, Jesus. Spiegel out time. It's light. Look at the bottom there. Yeah, it's a light color. Extremely foamy. I think this is like a, I don't think, double IPA doesn't necessarily impact the foaminess, right? Girl, I don't know. I just drank the beer. I don't make it. <laughs> Girl! But honestly, it I don't smells, know what you're talking about. It smells like perfume. It does have a uh, very pleasant citrusy aroma to it. Parfume. I'm kind of picking up some. La toilette. Some strawberry pineapple. I don't like that. Uh, definitely but those, honestly, if anything's going to be second candidate, the odds of it having strawberry in it just seems very high. Those esters, though. I just want to verify, you know. <laughs> that you're not going to die? Yeah. I think that would no. say if they had strawberry in it. You don't know. You're right, I don't. I'm, the people don't people don't cater to us. Uh, they, they would have to put allergy things on there. They would have to put allergy things on there? Yeah. Like what? What are the ingredients? You know, they'd have to put allergy. Like if you're allergic to something. I don't like that clink. Mm -mm. Whoa, that's weird. That's a definitely strawberry. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That's weird. I don't like it. Why is this weird? I don't know. I don't like it. I just am not impressed. It tastes a little bit sweet, and then it just. Tastes like poop. It's like a weird plasticky thing. I don't know about plastic. I'm just disappointed. 
Especially since Candy Crush was so delicious. Maybe we just don't like beer anymore. Has this podcast ruined beer for us? <laughs> Maybe that's what it's come down to. Smell of Chinook and Cascade Hops. The smell is exceptional. I really like it. But it's something about it. It's like off tasting. It's like plasticky. I hope this I hope this date on the bottom is when it was canned cuz it's December 2nd of last year hmm. and not the expiration date. Usually the date on printed <laughs> on the cans is the the can date. I don't know. Uh it's got like a yeah, it's got a weird plasticky thing to it that I don't like. It's got stumps, good stumps, I foam sticks around. Any plastic. I just didn't like the taste. It's just I don't I assume that you just cover uh, moments of key deaths, Correct. Right? I have stories. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I find this very funny. <laughs> I can't believe you're drinking the whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, while I was looking up, I guess, a history or a backstory for kinky deaths, there's a Wikipedia page ooh, that comes up that literally just says, Death During Consensual Sex. I think I saw that. In the opening, let me read this to you. Death can occur during consensual sex for a number of reasons. Generally, because of the physical strain of the activity or because of unusual extenuating circumstances. There are various euphemisms for death during sex, including dying in the saddle or the French, I don't know, because I don't speak French. La mort, there's a T. I don't know if, do you pronounce T's in French? No. La mort d'amour. Ah, the yeah. the death of the love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's um, it's a workout. It's a workout. You get a heart attack or something. Sexual intimacy, as well as orgasms, increase levels of the hormone oxytocin, also known as the love hormone, which helps people bond and build trust. Sexual activity is also known as one of many mood repair strategies, which means it can be used to help dissipate feelings of sadness or depression. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of sex you guys are having, but I haven't had anything that leaves my depression. <laughs> A 2011 meta-analysis in the Journal of the American Medical Association, the, the JAMA. JAMA JAMA. JOMA found that each additional hour of sexual activity per week resulted in an increased risk of two to three myocardial infarctions. I hate that word. What? And one sudden cardiac cardiac death per 10,000 persons. So more sex increased the risk? Apparently. Of infarctions? Infarctions. Sexual intercourse can also trigger a subarachnoid, something, subterranean spiders. Yeah, it sounds like... (laughs) Subarachnoid hemorrhage via the Valsalva maneuver. Whatever that is. I hate that maneuver. A 2011 meta-analysis published in Journal of Sexual Medicine found that men who were unfaithful were significantly more likely than those who were faithful to experience severe or fatal cardiac events during sex. Whoa. So don't you be cheating with your mistress because you will have a heart attack. You will die. Death during consensual sex only account for approximately 0.6% of all sudden deaths. 
Viagra, although generally considered to be a safe drug, has been linked to sudden cardiovascular death during sexual activity among elderly or otherwise infirm men. The majority of deaths due to cardiovascular causes during sex do occur in males. A number of deaths during consensual sex have been linked to the use of other prescription or recreational drugs such as cocaine. Uh-huh. Booger sugar. The heart condition, uh, endothelial. Hold, hold, hold with me here. Hold, please. Hold the line. Endothelial dysfunction is a contributing cause to um, erectile dysfunction. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because of the link between these conditions, rates of cor- uh, coronary heart disease are higher among patients with erectile dysfunction. It must be real hard to be an old man. That sucks. Your dick don't work and your heart don't work. <laughs> dick don't work. Can you say that again? Your dick don't work and your heart don't work. <laughs> I don't know work. why that was so funny. There are a number of drugs that you can use. There's one that's basically, it's got a very long name. Um, just, just just go find the drug with the long name. C, Take a few of those. CGMP, and then it, there's, there's more to it, but it's a type 5 inhibitor, which enables patients to resume having sex despite having cardiac conditions by lowering your blood pressure. Huh. These drugs, including uh, sildenafil, uh-huh. wow, inhibit the action of the uh, phosph. I can't with this science. A lot of shit. science words. Phosphodiet hold. Phosphodiasteris, allowing for a higher concentration of cyclic GMP in the penis. When it is physically stimulated. That's interesting because there's a medicine that you can take that lowers your blood pressure, uh-huh. but you need blood pressure. Take it out. That's what Viagra is, too. It, it raises your blood pressure. That's why people have heart attacks. Look, I don't have a penis. I'm just talking about it. Most of this is just science shit. A lot of science, yeah. I don't like it. Talks about why people die. Well, do you go over? Uh, I got multiple stories. Are they more, like, relevant to, like, today or, like, old? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I touch on anything, like, before the 1900s. Because I didn't have a very big section, so I just included some old ones. I knew your section probably wouldn't be super long because there's not a whole lot of, like, I don't know, like, research and stuff. Like, you, you covered uh, some statistics. Like, it counts for, like, 0.6. It's of... not, like, a lot of specific research. Yeah. It's up to you if you want to include them. <laughs> Otherwise, I can go into my stories. No, I'll include some. Mm. You didn't include all of them. Some of these are interesting. Mm. Uh, Attila the Hun. He, okay. So, with Attila the Hun, there's a lot of, like, up in the air about how he actually died. Um, I don't even know anything about that. Oh. Okay, well, supposedly, he died in March of 453. Uh, he was supposedly... Uh, in the process of celebrating his wedding night with his new bride. Allegedly. But he died from a nosebleed. Bleeding of the nose. Pope John, Roman numeral sign. (laughs) I refuse to learn them. They're not difficult. They're not important. I don't need to to know how many of of them there were. It's like military time. Am I in the military? No, but it's still good to know. For what? For what purpose? For communicating. With who? With people. The friends that I don't have that aren't in the military? Yep. Like Ali and I. We both know it. Neither of you are in the military! Yeah, but we both know it. Okay, well. That's one thing I won't do. 
I know military time. I refuse to learn Roman numerals. Pope John XII. <laughs> 12? Yep. <laughs> Died on the 14th of May, 964. One story relates that he died of a paralytic stroke suffered while having sex with a woman named Stefanetta. Stefanetta. Or he may have died instead when the woman's husband defenestrated John or beat him to death with a hammer. Hey, I know what that means. Defenestration. I used to know what it means. <laughs> we did an episode on it. <clears throat> well, actually, no, not. It wasn't specifically defenestration. It was... Uh, it was heights, heights, fear of heights. Defenestration is when you, uh, well, it's getting thrown out of a window. Auto defenestration. Auto is defenestration when is when you throw yourself out of a window. Pope Leo, Roman numeral son, died on the 1st of March, 965, of a stroke while in the process of adultery. What are the Roman numerals? I'm not telling you. You'll make fun of me. <laughs> You'll giggle because I don't know. Pope Leo, Roman numeral signs. <laughs> V-I-I-I. Eight. There you go. <laughs> Why couldn't they just put a fucking eight? Why did they have to be not like letters? <laughs> Stupid. Lord Palmerston, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, died in 1865 following a brief illness. Sources disagree about the immediate circumstances of his death. It is rumored that sex on a billiard table with a maid caused his demise. Shoving those balls places they shouldn't be. Oh no. Eight ball, her corner pocket. Hey. <laughs> Okay, I'll do do like one more. Like one more. Go for it. Cardinal John Danilu. Dan, Dan. Danny, Danny, Daniel, Danilu. A prolific and renowned theologian, Jesuit theologian, died in 1974 inside a Paris brothel at 69 years of age. Mm-hmm. Although the prostitute he was visiting said he was delivering, delivering delivering charity. This account was not believed by some. What? Why are all these popes getting caught getting the nasty on? No one, but people didn't believe him that he was just mm-hmm. delivering charity. Yeah. One of our former At vice presidents. One of our former <laughs> vice presidents died. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, Nelson Rockefeller. Yep, saw that. Yep. Fucking his secretary. Yep. These hoes. The men, uh, not the women. Yeah. All men are hoes. It's true. Anyways. Alright, well I got I got stuff. Ah, I got stuff. These are all true. Are they? Do you have proof? Well, that's what the internet told me. Oh, ah, okay. They're all true. These are a few from NY Post. The, I believe that stands for New York Post. No, you're wrong. One man recently met a sticky end. <laughs> After being crushed by a mountain of pornographic magazines. Excuse? This Japanese man, named as 50-year-old Joji, was found six months after his 13,000-pound stash of porn magazines fell on top of him. Why were they all stacked like that? Cleaners tasked with tidying up his neglected apartment found that the entire apartment was crammed with the explicit magazines. It is unknown whether the man, a former car manufacturer, had died from a heart attack and then fell into a stack of pornography, or whether he was crushed to death by his X-rated collection. Oh, I want to see a picture of the house. 13,000 pounds of porn. In 2007... A couple from Columbia, South Carolina. That's a lot of porn. Oh, does it show a picture? Yeah. Let me see. Look at all that porn. 
Oh, geez. Why do you have so many magazines? That's so meticulously stacked. It's the internet. Why don't you get a bookcase? There's the internet. Just go online. He likes the feel of the paper. Oh, yeah. In 2007, a couple from Columbia, South Carolina, fell to their deaths after plunging naked from the roof of an office building. The bodies of Brent Taylor and Chelsea Tumbleston, both 21, were found by a taxi driver in the middle of an otherwise empty street at 5 in the morning. The couple's clothes were later found on the roof of a nearby building where they were believed to have been having a risky outdoor romp before falling from the roof. A Russian man died in 2009 after completing a 12-hour orgy with female pals who had bet him over $4,000 that he couldn't keep going for half of a day. Damn. For half of a day, he couldn't continually please... These female pals of his. I got the energy for that. It was bet $4,000. Minutes after completing the bet, Sergei Tuganov <clears throat> died of a heart attack, which had been caused by the huge quantity of Viagra he had guzzled to prepare him for the task. See, that seems like cheating. He should have just Tuganoved on his own. <laughs> tugging off. Tug yeah. one off there, Tuganov. Should have tugged it off. Tugging off. In 2013, a Zimbabwean news website reported that a couple was attacked by a lion after having sex in nature. Sex in nature. The big cat killed Sharai Mawera after interrupting the couple, although her unidentified lover managed to run away before he could be killed. Where were they? Uh, out in nature. A place where they had lions. Where lions do lions do. After notifying the police, the male lover, who escaped wearing only a condom, <laughs> found the woman's mauled body at the scene of the attack. You're kind of like... At least he was practicing safe sex. Yeah, there you go. Donna Lang, 51, smothered her lover to death inside a mobile home. Oh my. The intoxicated woman from Washington claimed she didn't know how the man died, although a witness claimed to have seen her crush his face with her chest. She had a big rack? Smothered by the boobies. What's her name? Uh, Donna Lang. Donna Lang. L-A-N-G-E, or Lange. Donna Lang. A trainee doctor, Zhang Gong, died of a heart attack in 2011 after overexerting himself whilst producing a sample at a sperm bank. The 23-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene of China's Wuhan University, where he had spent two hours inside a booth, having already visited four times that week. Take it easy on the on the donating sperm. Yeah, don't tug off too much. A cop died in 2009 when his heart gave out during a threesome. <laughs> and his wife sued his doctor for not warning him to not have sex. William Martinez, a 31-year-old Atlanta police officer, died whilst having sex with another woman and a male friend, cheating on his wife. Was it cheating? It was. And another she sued? woman. And she sued. She won $3 million after suing his doctor for not warning him that he had a weak heart and should avoid strenuous activities. I mean, I guess if he's going to be a cheating fucker, you may as well make money off his yeah, corpse. Exactly. Made money off it. A sick neo-Nazi role-playing session ended in tragedy after 38-year-old Simon Burley died when a sex game with lover Elizabeth Halam went wrong. No. You heard me. The hanging enthusiast had a noose fitted around his neck whilst his lover played the part of a Nazi executioner who hanged him as part of a sex game they were playing. 
Unfortunately, the knife she planned to cut him down with was blunt, and the man was left to suffocate to death at his house in England. Why wouldn't you lift his legs? Like, yeah, maybe up. just like hold him up a little bit. Yeah, I'm sure she had her phone on her or something. Just leave him there. I don't know. Become a step stool so he can stand on your back. Like, what do you... And then he can take the noose off, yeah. yeah. I'm at a loss here. I don't know. Seems sketchy. Seems stupid. Also, you know what? Good. They're in a neo-Nazi shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. Bye. Here's a story. A man suffocated after being unable to free... Here's him- a story. After being unable to free himself from a complex homemade device while masturbating. What is a complex homemade device? I'll tell you. A uh, Dundin, New Zealand coroner had ruled. I thought you were talking about like an Ikea set. Dundin, New Zealand. The death had sparked warnings from the coroner for members of the kink community to be aware of the high risk involved in suppressing a person's breathing. The middle-aged man, whose name was withheld, died on his property in 2019. On the night of his death, he was home alone watching television, but by the time his partner arrived home later that evening, he was dead. His body was found naked and bound in a complex ligature system. Mm-hmm. In a report released on Tuesday, coroner Alexandra Cunningham concluded his death was not due to suicide, but an accident resulting from, quote, a solo kink activity known as autoerotic asphyxiation. Ah, uh, that famous guy from Kill Bill did that. This is a state of asphyxia intentionally induced by smothering or strangling oneself to heighten sexual arousal during masturbation. Cunningham said the man was unable to control the system that he had constructed and could not free himself before succumbing to asphyxia. Here's another story. April 23, 2008, a Tennessee woman is facing a reckless homicide charge after her husband was found dead and bound during an apparent bondage session gone wrong. Authorities in Maury County, Tennessee, responded to an emergency call Saturday afternoon about a dead man inside a Columbia trailer. There, they discovered the body of a 29-year-old of 29 year old James Bargy in pantyhose with his arms and legs bound, a ball gag stuffed in his mouth, which had been covered in duct tape, and his head wrapped. The only opening for air were slits for his nostrils, according to Maury County Sheriff's Office detectives. An autopsy found that Bargy died of asphyxiation. Rebecca Bargy, 25, was arrested and charged with reckless homicide in her husband's death Saturday night. Authorities say she left her husband in the bonded state for more than 20 hours before she returned to their trailer to find him dead. Why does all this take place in a trailer? She was arranged Monday and remained in jail pending a bond hearing today. Arraigned? Uh, yep. With no previous criminal record, Bargy could face four years in prison if convicted. And just a couple others I found. Actually, one of the ones that you said um, I covered here. It was I'm the sorry. Uh, no, it's cool. It's the um, okay. Then I'm not sorry. Yes, you don't remember it. A York County, Pennsylvania woman died in 2008 when she was electrocuted by homemade nipple clamps. An example of an erotic extra electrostimulation practice. Her death I was see ruled. A picture of these homemade clamps. Her death was ruled a homicide. Why? I know. Homemade. She it was used. She constructed or used these homemade nipple clamps, and her death was ruled a homicide. Does it elaborate on why? It doesn't. What's her name? Um, doesn't say. It's a York County, Pennsylvania woman died in two thousand eight. Just type in York County nipple clamps. I'm sure you'll find it. I'm interested to see if you find it. She died on my birthday. On your birthday? Yeah. 
As if you could find a picture of the device. Oh, she was only 29. Oh. Kirst, Kirsten Taylor. Mm. Uh, her husband was charged with involuntary manslaughter Ooh. and reckless endangerment. Kinky. Last but not least, I saved the best for last. In mm. 2017, a Florida man, of course it's Florida man, charged with the murder of his girlfriend, argued that she died accidentally from asphyxiation while performing oral sex on him. Wait, what? A Florida man charged with the murder of his girlfriend argued that she died accidentally from asphyxiation while performing oral sex on him. Uh, I don't know why I thought when you said Florida man you were going to talk about someone having sex with an alligator. <laughs> I'm sure that's happened. And I'm sure someone's died from it. You know what? I want to find out. Uh, while prosecutors and a medical expert found the defense implausible, the man was ultimately found not guilty. Interesting. Why? Uh, he probably pulled his pants down in court and oh, yeah. was like, this is what I'm working with. This is what I got. All right. This is what happened. Oh, yeah. Man killed while trying to have sex with alligator in its enclosure. There you go. Hmm. <laughs> Who the fuck? Who the fuck thinks it's a good idea? Let's see. It was a zoo worker. Oh, an employee. God. There's so many... Okay, one, there's so many easier animals to fuck. Two, don't fuck animals. Don't include that. Okay. <laughs> don't include either of those things. It says a zoo worker in Naples was killed by an alligator while he was in full sexual intercourse with one of the smaller ones. He was 24. All right. Good. All right. The man was caught by the throat and the reptile dragged him into the water pool. Oh, my God, there's a freaking picture of them cutting open the alligator and his arms out. Ah! Gross. Did you see that beer? Not, uh, not a fan. We've had much better IPAs. Wasn't horrible, but nothing special. Tastes a little weird. I don't know if it was just, it may have been canned too long. Couldn't tell you. What about you? I didn't like it. It's gross. Right. I mean, the the fucking smell was so misleading. It smelled really good. It smells delicious. This should taste delicious. And there's like a brief period of time where it tasted very pleasant. (laughs) Is that how we said it? Yeah. It should taste delicious. It should taste delicious. This very brief period of time where like it hits your tongue and you're like, oh, this is going to be fruity. This is going to be tasty. Then you swallow it and it's just like. Yeah, it smells interesting. I was lied to. A lie was told today. It's just weird. It's just very weird. What a letdown. Episode 69. Nice. Kinky deaths. This is a thing you're doing now? Beerandfearcast.com That's all you're doing. I'm tired. You're not doing the whole... Oh, mister, I'm going to stay up till 6 a.m.? I do it. I do it every every episode. But you know. You know if you listen. It's a weird episode to start with. Is this you giving up? I'm just just not doing it this episode. Okay. Just tell you, I've seen a lot of relationships fail that way. Not giving your all every time. I'm not just saying. Have a good day, I guess. You guess? (laughs) Well, I mean, we're just throwing everything to the wind at this point. (sighs) 69.
You ain't ever 69 anyone in your life. Excuse you. Excuse you. I don't know. I love I'm not a butt person. I love my butt. I love my butt virginity. I'm definitely 69.